Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. Three times. Did something pop out of your genie bottle? <laughs> you did, and I'm scared. Uh. <laughs> hey, what's happening? You you got that little sippy cup over there? You're yep. sipping on something? Six. I know you were clearing your throat before broadcast time. Everything good? Everything good? Is it too early for Jack Daniels? It might be. Yeah, that's my drink of choice. You right would never there. do that. No, not for a show, no. Okay, good. No. So anyway, you're going to love this. A woman in Colorado called 911. She thought she had a burglar in her bathroom. Turns out it was a rumba. You know what a rumba is? Yeah, one of those uh, yeah. automatic floor cleaners, right? So the police came. They even brought a canine dog. After about 10 minutes yelling for the guy to come out, they got nothing, nothing from out of there. They broke the door down to find a robotic vacuum. Nothing was taken except for some dust on the floor. Okay. <laughs> some, except for some dust on the floor. <laughs> well, it took you a while to get that, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, 911. Yes, a burglar is vacuuming my bathroom. Yeah. Didn't uh, Oscar Pistorius shoot his rumba in his bathroom? Is that how the legend goes? Yeah. yeah a rumba was in there. They say this was the cleanest perp walk ever. I think this woman doesn't need 911. She needs a hearing aid if she can't tell the difference is that a rumba is trapped in her bathroom. Because she's in Colorado. She's been smoking that hooch. That's what I think. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Who the hell vacuums their bathroom floor anyway? You don't vacuum your bathroom floor? Oh, no. First of all, most bathrooms are tiled. Right. And you mop. Yeah. Or you sweep the dust out or you get on your hands and knees and... You know, whatever, but not. No wonder your knees are shot. <laughs> That's right, buddy. And you do all the cleaning in your house, too, don't you? I want to know if this woman was a blonde because you're too dumb to live by yourself. That's what I'm thinking. Dumb blonde joke. <clears throat> you're in the cat skills this weekend, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You and Shecky Lazinski. Shecky Lazinski. <laughs> you don't have a rumba, do you? You know, we have one, and... It's not sucking up dust, it's collecting dust. We haven't used it in years. It's a conversation starter. Hey, want to see my rumba? No, no, I don't, actually. <laughs> do they really work? I mean, do they really go into places? I mean, or is it just, a, just go around in circles and nothing really happens? You know, I can't remember why we stopped using it. Maybe because we have cleaning people. We've had one of those things for years and haven't used it for years. So, Well, that's a good reason not to use it right. or not to have it. Or to have it. I don't know. Get rid of it. Sell it. Put on, Do a uh, yard sale. Yeah. We're, we're not a big yard sale. Person. Do they have them in your neighborhood? Yeah. I bet you and Claire do yard sales. <laughs> no, we don't. But there are a lot in our neighborhood. Matter of fact, when I woke up this morning, I looked out and our neighbors on the one side of us, it's kind of tacky. There's like eight pink flamingos around their mailbox. No. Yeah. You're in a pink flamingo neighborhood? Well, for this particular house, it's a- Somebody's having a birthday. I hope. I hope it's not up there regularly. I'm thinking maybe this is an older couple. No, they're not. Really? No, they're in their, I guess they're in their 40s. So this could be a baby. No, I don't think so. No? No, because- uh, Pink flamingos, that's kind of a throwback to- in the Wayback Machine, way back when, and I'm not sure when. But. Yeah, I don't know. It just looks tacky. I, I hope it's just uh, yeah, that's not a good. temporary thing. You know what else is tacky? Not our podcast. Not our podcast. What's this world coming to? Actually, com? we created tackiness, <laughs> and we put it on display for the entire world to see. And we're trying to grow this thing. You know, I don't really know how this whole digital world works, but 
I'm giving it a shot. So I'm relying on you, John Q and Mary M Radio Public, to go daily to our podcast. It's so much fun. Mike, why don't you give the folks the address again? Because they maybe, you know, went by so fast. You're one of those fast-talking Yankees. Yeah, I am. What's this world coming to? Tom and Mike. Now, they always say that prison is a not a fun place to be. You'll agree to that, right? I would agree. One stripper at a time. Well, 12 officials at a prison in South Africa had been suspended because what they were doing is they were bringing in hot strippers to entertain the boys behind the bars. Mm -hmm. I heard about that. The strippers came dressed in black body suits and knee-high boots. Oh, hubba, 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 hubba. I think they should have been dressed as cops. (laughs) I assume this isn't the kind of stiff sentence courts had in mind. Not the kind of stiff sentence? (laughs) That's right, baby. How far did you go to get that one? Pretty far. Pretty far down deep. In the gutter. But the only thing that got a little out of hand is the men didn't have dollar bills. So when the women were dancing, they were putting cigarettes down their uh, G-strings. Oh, that's, that's not a nasty. pretty sight, that's is nasty. it? That's nasty, no. Right? If this is torture, chain me to the wall, baby. I want to go. Yeah, okay. It, it wasn't all fun and games in this place. Because I hear there was a two-drink minimum. That's not fair, is it? What kind of drinks were they serving? <laughs> you know, those guys in there can make anything out of anything. You ever see those prison movies where they make their own hooch? No. They yeah, they they like get potatoes from the cafeteria and then they get some kind of sugar and let it ferment and, and then make, they smoke it. Yeah. Or a dirty sock. We've all heard of a dirty martini. This would be the dirty sock martini. You see what I did there? You see what I did? In the nastiest kind of way. This is a story I guess a lot of people don't like, but it could have been worse. What if they brought in Chippendales instead of strippers? I'm sure there's certain people there that might enjoy that. <laughs> I guess this is one way to keep the prisoners from escaping. I think the crime rate just went up in that town. They want to get in there and get some of them free strippers. Yeah, what were they thinking? I don't know. Tom and Mike. Now, in Jackson, Mississippi, this is a strange story. Over the last two weeks, thieves have stole the wheels off of five police cars. That's going to make it very difficult to get to the next crime. The police chief says the investigation has stalled and they have nothing to go on. And so has the car. (laughs) Couldn't the cops just put a donut on and limp back to the station? Uh, A donut! (laughs) Now look. A donut! A donut for $100. Anybody? No. No takers? It's not as bad as stealing the toilets out of the police station. Then they really would have nothing to go on. You get it? Ah, look, although these thieves are on a roll, they're probably treading on dangerous ground as any future attempts will fall flat and these thieves will have their egos deflated. See what I did? Oh, he's got a million of them. Uh, I tied in all those things. Uh, you're so creative. It's rare to see a story about the police that has no spin. Not a good year for Jackson PD, is it? Not a good year. Good year. What baby. are they doing with these wheels they steal? I don't know. I think it's probably just a way for them not to be able to do their patrols and stuff. I don't know. There's got to be a method to the madness. Come on. Maybe they should hire a security guard for the police station. Hello. (laughs) From the Department of Redundancy Department. But that does take some brass you-know-what to do something like that, doesn't it? Cajones! We can say cajones. Oh, we can? Yes, we can. It's a Mexican, senor. And nobody understands what that means. Right. Right. They used to do a couple songs. I fought the lawn and stole the tires. That doesn't, not as catchy as Squealer's Wheel, is it? Squealer's Wheel. Get it? They, sometimes they're called pigs. 
Squealer's wheel. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, I would never say that. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. That right. might be Mike over there. <laughs> right. Uh, and the clowns to the left of me, that might be Mike over there. You know, that song is used as a, uh, a lead-in for a guy's radio show because he tries to be, he's a talker, and he wants to be a moderate. So it's clowns to the right, jokers to the left. I'm stuck in the middle. So he likes to consider himself in the middle. Is that Smirkanish? Yep. Look at you. You know that. That's his tag. Do you ever listen to him? Yeah, he's okay. He is. I mean, he's come a he's, long way because he is from Philadelphia. He used to work in the first Bush administration. He was very conservative. And uh, I don't listen to him on the radio, but I've watched his CNN show. Right. And the thing is, he often just pisses everybody off. You know, Right. Sometimes he'll not take a stand because he wants to stay right in the middle and not bother anybody. And I think sometimes you have to call it out when it's... You know, when you need to call it out, right? Right. That doesn't mean you have to pick a side. It just means, come on, you have your own ideas. Certainly, sometimes those ideas might fall over here with the clouds and might fall over here to the jokers. Right. But at least you have an original idea, Mr. Smirkanish. Right. Now, what kind of name is that anyway? It's uh, Hungarian. Oh, yeah? Or some kind of Slavic, uh, yeah. But I like the way he's evolved because he used to be really pretty hardcore conservative. So, and now he's, he's left the Republican Party and now he's an independent. So in your days in old Philly town, right. you used to listen to him? Uh, whenever something else wasn't on, I would turn to him. But in those days, he was a little bit too far uh, right for me. The guy's really smart. I appreciate that in somebody. That's why I like you so much because you're a renaissance man. Although I'm not sucking up to you. You told me... <laughs> Not the, I know, I told you, he, you suck up to me all the time. Well, you are the Renaissance man. Come on, we got to slap each other around. All right, we got to right, make this right. compelling for the folks. Come all on. Right. All right, knucklehead. Tom and Mike. Do you know that Americans on the average spend 5.4 hours a day on their phones or other devices? Yeah, I can believe that. Isn't that high? Don't you think that's high? This is why Google is the most powerful company on the planet. Oh, my Lord. Millennials lead the league. They spend an average of 69 minutes on Facebook, 52 minutes on Instagram, whereas baby boomers only 60 minutes on Facebook and only 24 minutes. That's still awfully darn high. It is. Yeah, and I'm hearing that our millennials are starting to check out of social media. They're finding it less rewarding and a complete waste of time. So I think that's encouraging. Well, I don't know if that's true. These the statistics don't say that, you know. Well, because, the statistics are, that's old info. Old news. Fake news, right? Fake statistics. No, I'm not saying fake news. I'm just saying, I think those numbers are trending south. They're probably too scared to spend time outdoors. That's what it is. If you don't get out there and get some fresh air, if you don't get away from that little bright screen, if you don't go and have a life, you're not going to have a life. These days, you'll hear stuff like the other conversations like this in the bar. Hey, a bunch of friends are coming over this evening to play with their phones. Yeah, and how disgusting is that? You have people in your home, you're entertaining, or you're in a meeting and you're in a conference room and you're trying to conduct a meeting and you're talking to folks and they're looking down at their phone. I right. hate that. I right. absolutely hate that. Or you can see somebody at a diner talking and say, do you mind if I strap your phone to my forehead so I can pretend you're looking at me when we talk? Yeah. That's me and my wife out to dinner. <laughs> She's the no. one with the phone. She's not engaged in anything I'm saying. Hello. You, get, you know what you should do? You know those things you put on dogs, you know, when they don't want to scratch their mouths or something, you, you put that thing around their neck. Right. That's what people need so they can't look at their phones. I'm kind of thinking I'm going to get my wife a surgical implant where 
she just has her phone all the time and she touches her nose and, you know, the screen pops up, right? We're going to have to start giving people those canes that blind people use when they walk around outside and they're looking at their phones all the time so they don't hit something. That is a real problem. <laughs> people stepping in front of buses when they're looking at their phone. That's a thing. You think I'm kidding? I know. It's always happened. Even the boomers. Remember those days? Our greatest generation? They spend the old days on those rotary phones, yapping, writing letters on actual paper, reading print newspapers, and surfing the Sears catalog. Remember those days? <laughs> no, that was before my time. But you know what I saw the other day? I was at a Crate and Barrel. You ever go to Crate and Barrel? I love that story. Yeah, my wife likes it. That's okay. Anyway, they were displaying sort of an old-fashioned looking desk. Right. And do you know what was on top of the desk? A real old-fashioned typewriter. Oh, buddy. Yeah, those things. I remember those days. I hear kind of like the turntable, you know, and records. They're coming back to a certain extent because people like not looking into a bright screen, right? Yeah, I know how some people really like vinyl. You know, they rather listen to yeah, vinyl. Yeah, because it's, it's warmer. That's what I just said. What do you mean warmer? Records are coming back. The analog sound of a vinyl record has a lot more warmth than a digital copy of a song. If we did a taste test like a wine, close your oh, eyes. Yeah, I could definitely tell you the recording if it was digital or if it was analog. I wow. Could, I could definitely do that. Hey, okay, now here's a good example, maybe a bad example, but you know how we were sold on the idea that phones, once they went digital, they were going to sound so much better. And that's exactly what cell phones became. A long time ago, before there were cell phones, all people had before they started cutting their line was a landline, right? right. And landlines, as opposed to cell phones, as you probably know, sound so much cleaner and so much better because of what? It's an analog device. It's not digital. I know people probably don't give a <laughs> but I know quite a bit about phones because right. of my radio experience in the radio studio. When we talk over the phone, I talk to you over what's called a POTS line. Do you know what POTS mean? No. POTS is an acronym for plain old telephone service. Okay. And it's a wired connection. It's not over the internet. Now, there's a thing called a VoIP line, which is a landline. VoIP is an acronym for voice over internet protocol. Okay. So most landlines now have become VoIP lines. So they become digital as well. So there's latency on the call and the calls aren't as clean. Okay. You notice how your cell phone calls aren't real clean, but your landline call, especially if it's on a POTS line, is right. super clean. Right. I know I'm boring the hell out of you right now. <laughs> no. But the point being, the whole idea that digital was always going to be better than analog, not true. And yes, I could tell the difference between a digital recording and an analog recording and an analog playback. I'm telling you right now, Okay. it's like, okay, I have a taste for wine. I have an ear for music. All right. Yep. And I'm a bit of an audiophile. So I could tell you, I could discern the difference and I could do the same thing if you did a blind taste test with wine. Okay, so I've got sensitivity with my ears and my taste buds. Certain other things, I'm not so sensitive, okay? 
Okay. Like I have a tendency sometimes to beat you up and then I feel bad later. Some of those senses went to my wine tasting <laughs> and my listening, but not so much with other things. You know, sometimes you're just not equally distributed when God hands out the gifts. <laughs> Is that another dig? That's another topic and another show and maybe another podcast. All right. Tom and Mike. Now, over in China, this guy's getting a little bit of criticism. A 33-year-old artist exhumed his father's remains and arranged them in a skeleton before lying down naked next to him for a photo shoot. There are some sick people in the world. Why would you <laughs> ever, ever do something like that? And I'm sure those pictures are out there on the internet. Oh, yeah, right? they are. They are. You, you can Google Chinese artists. What's the point? Well, first of all, it's not as bad as you think. He didn't dig his father up. The father's cemetery, they were going through some problems, some stuff, erosion and things. So they were exhuming, uh, reinterning the bodies of some people. So he used the time to take his father's remains and then he assembled them to make it look like a full skeleton. And then he, he laid down next to him and uh, took pictures of it. Now, from the pictures... Dad looks like he's lost a lot of weight. That's what I'm getting out of it. Uh, that's horrible. <laughs> he didn't, for a minute there, I thought he was laying next to Victoria Beckham, Ooh. very thin woman. Ooh. <laughs> you know, you find these stories. You do the opposite of what Michelle Obama asked the Democrats to do. I know. Go high, go low, I go low. <laughs> you go lower. I wonder if he had a bone to pick with his dad. Why he a did this. bone to pick. Let me ask you, have you seen these pictures? Yes. Okay, Anything left on those bones? No. Okay, so it's not quite as disgusting as no, the guy's I might have imagined. No, yeah. It's very tastefully done. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the good old days when artists had talent? Now it appears you're an artist if you can shock us, right? That's right. What people will do for a selfie. My dad's been gone for many, many years, and my mother's been gone for more than a decade now, too. And I never visit their graves. Ever. Because I just don't feel that they're there. You're Does right. Sound- You're right. The, the essence of their being is somewhere else. Yeah, I've never understood why people go to graves and stuff. And, and they talk to the headstone right. and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't get it either. Yeah, if you want to talk to your parent, you know, just talk to them in your living room, in your den, in your bed. I went to my dad's cemetery maybe four or five times in my life. but uh, I, He's I not know. there. Right. Exactly. I guess you could go just with the thought that, hey, Dad, I know you're not here, but I'm coming here just to honor you. But yeah, I guess. You're not actually talking to the gravestone. I want to tell you, that is one creepy story you got there. <laughs> go on the internet and look at it. Look at it. I got to tell you a creepy story. All right. Okay. And it totally wigged me out. It was like a scene from Twilight Zone. Okay. You know, Rick Springfield back in the day said it best don't talk to strangers. Right. So, I'm at this really nice restaurant, and they were having happy hour, and I was by myself, and I don't want a table, so I sat at the bar. This is just the other day, and I'm sitting next to this guy. He's talking to everybody, right? and he turns, and he starts talking to me. Now, he's there with his wife, and this is a nice place. It's not like some dive bar. Is he half in the bag? No, no, not at all. He's just totally weird, and he looked at me, and he said, Hey, it's my birthday, and uh, she's giving me a free drink. Isn't that nice? I said, yeah, that's nice. And he tells me his age. Turns out he was born the same year I was, okay? okay. And I said, that was a very good year. Notice I'm not telling you what year that is. Right. Nobody knows how I old know. I am, and nobody will. Very sensitive about my age. I know. I told him what month I was born in. I guess it's safe to tell a stranger, you know, what month you're born in. Yeah. And so he goes, well, I hope you make it. I hope you make it to your birthday. I said, what do you mean by that? 
He goes, <laughs> you know, I just hope you make it. I hope you don't like have the big one right here at the bar. That was kind of weird. Yeah, totally weird. And I'm looking at this guy and his wife chimes in and she goes, we call him Dark Mark. His first name is Mark, right? Because he always talks dark stuff like that. Yeah. I told him I was in the radio business and he told me about a morning show actually in your hometown of Philadelphia where there was a morning duo and one of the guys was actually Terminal. And he said, you know, I thought of a great bit for this morning show. They have a contest when this guy's going to die. Oh, jeez. I said, that's the worst idea <laughs> ever. And then whoever they hire, hey, I'm just filling in until I croak. What? He said, no, no, people would listen. They would be like, you know, when's this guy going to die? I'm like, man, you are in the twilight zone. you know. <laughs> and then I think Rod Serling actually did come up from behind the bar with his arms crossed. <laughs> he was probably a funeral director. No, this is what's really weird. He told me, and this is what kind of ensued the conversation when he heard that I was in radio because the bartender recognized me, right? And she's talking about something on the air or whatever. And this guy says, oh, you're in radio. You know, that's the other reason he was talking to me. And he said, hey, I used to work with bands, put together road tours for Aerosmith and groups like oh, that. Geez. Yeah. But this guy, I'm telling you, really dark, weird character. So bottom line, boys and girls, <laughs> even when you're an adult, <laughs> don't talk to strangers. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'll put that down. But that guy seems like he would be the type of person that would love this whole lying naked next to your dead father picture. Right. Thing, right. That's what brought me to that. Strange, but, but true. true. Tom and Mike. Now in Oregon, a woman just died. She was 99 years old. And the strange thing about her is that she lived that long with all her organs in the wrong place in her body, but her heart. Her liver, her stomach, her appendix, her spleen, they were all in the wrong place. Well, you know what I say. What? At least her heart was in the right place. That's right, buddy. That's that was probably thing. one of your jokes, right? No, no. <laughs> her, this is called situs inversus with lavacardia. That's what the official technical name for it is. And people that have that, it's very rare. They don't live into their 70s. And here she was, 99. And usually when you have it, you have one in 50 million odds to survive something like this. But she had five kids, so obviously her reproductive organs are in the right place, right? You don't want to give birth through your mouth, do you? <laughs> no. Although, who knows? It might be fun. No, I don't think so. Oh, man. I'd like a woman with all her parts in the right place. I don't know about you. Yeah. You know, this is radio and... Theater of the mind, my mind is going all kinds of places right now for certain body parts being in different locations. I'm going to retreat into the fetal position and suck my thumb. I think it's more common than we think. Look at Washington. How many guys there have their head up there, you know what, and their foot in their mouth all the time? Exactly. Right? Right. <laughs> you amuse yourself, don't you? God love this woman. That which doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Unless it's a bear. The bear will kill you, won't it? It will. Very strange. All these stories, Thomas, you make me find these things every day. And uh, who knows? We go out there and we, we try and get the best for our people, don't we? We do. We and, try. We try. We and try. you can hear... The fruits of our labors, or our labor. That's right, buddy. And where can we find that if you want to do it just for one shot, all 20 minutes of it? 
That would be our daily podcast, Michael. And it's so much fun. And I really want people to hang with us there. And then come back to the radio. Because, you know, we go full circle with all this stuff. That's right. Plus, you know, this way it's you can hear what we have to say. And then if you'd like the other way, you get a little music in between, right? Yeah. And besides that, it's funny. Or at least we amuse one another. Yes, we do. And the address, Michael? What's this world coming to? Dot com. Tom and Mike.